Welcome to the Legal Creatives Podcast. In today's episode, I'd like to talk to you about how you can use legal design for contracts. Why contracts? Well, because nine people out of 10 believe their contracts are really difficult, if not impossible to understand. Legal design can help you fix that. I'm Tessa Manuelo, founder and CEO of Legal Creatives, considered one of the world's legal design pioneer and in this podcast i am sharing with you my real life insights in legal design so you can learn from me this is my promise to you to really give you some tips and strategies and frameworks that are going to help you get started and if you're already on the journey of legal design to improve your understanding of the methodology so you can be outstanding. In today's episode, I'm excited to talk to you about how you can use legal design for contracts to make contracts more effective tools. And in order to ensure that contracts will drive better outcomes, we need to design thinking about the user. Who is the contract user. What do they need to know in order to take the anticipated action from the contract? And also, what are their concerns? So we can actually provide the answers right from the start. Let me take a real life example. That is the first legal design contract in history. And that was a contract drafted for a company called Clement Gold in South Africa back in 2006 by Robert DeRoe, a lawyer based in South Africa that understood the traditional contracts were not so effective as we think because in this case the contract users who are former workers did not understand the contract because of an illiteracy problem and so when they used to sign the contracts, they did not want to disclose that they didn't know how to read. And because of that, they would just sign and hope for the best. And of course, it didn't end up very well, neither for former workers nor for the company. Former workers did not understand the schedule. They did not understand the expectations. And so Robert DeRoe decided to change that and to reduce the gap in order to ensure that former workers would be empowered to understand the contract so they can do better. He created a visual contract that is a kind of a comic book contract that makes perfect sense in their circumstances. Using a comic book type of contract is so relevant in this context. It's so creative and relevant, so new and groundbreaking. It has allowed the company to do so much better as well by reducing misunderstanding, by enhancing clarity, by reducing conflicts and making sure that they actually provide a workplace that is perceived so much better by the employees. It has also allowed Robert DeRoe to actually create a niche for himself in the field of visual contracts. He has been creating so many more visual contracts for other forms and even recently for schools. Of course, he's also been using those techniques in order to create more sophisticated technical agreements that incorporate visuals and other legal design techniques. And so this is how 
Legal design can help you improve performance out of the contract by ensuring contract users will actually understand the contract. And that requires a shift in perspective, a shift in mindset. That also requires to break traditions and to break habits. And we know this is hard. We know that this is probably one of the most difficult things to change habits and to break traditions. And this is the resistance we need to overcome in legal design to actually show that legal design contracts are actually not just legally binding and offering the right type of legal protection, but also that they are more effective. And if you would like to learn how you can do that, I really encourage you to listen to episode three, where I share how you can start tracking more your legal design success so you can advocate for more legal design with your clients, with your colleagues and your peers. Because it truly works. In fact, after this story in South Africa, we have seen another type of visual contract being drafted in Australia for a company called Oricon. They have drafted a visual contract that is now being used not just in Australia, but also in South Africa and more recently in the Philippines. And the reason why they are using even more this contract is because it works and it's better perceived by the employees. It actually shows the organization innovative age, but mostly it shows the organization culture. It's so much more appreciated by employees. So it's a win-win. But to do that, we need to learn how to actually do legal design for contracts, how to actually think visually, how to engage contract users in the process of drafting the contract. And so let me give you a few tips and strategies so you can get started. The number one strategy you need to use in order to do legal design for contracts is to actually know who are your contract users. And what I mean to know them, I just don't mean to know who they are, but to actually talk to them, to actually engage them in the process by collecting the questions, concerns, so you can actually provide them with the answers in the contract in a way that is going to help them memorize the information much better. And because of that, that is going to help them comply with the contract. And so for that, you really need to talk to your users and to, as much as possible, get their feedback before you release the final version of the contract. So it's not just about negotiating contracts between lawyers, but it's also involving users in the process in order to understand what are their concerns, what are their questions, what are the areas that needs more clarity. So you can provide that in the contract right from the start instead of waiting for their feedback after the contract is finalized by the legal department or lawyers involved, engage the users. This is also going to help you or your client reflect the organization culture that is really about taking care of people, ensuring people feel that they are being supported by the organization to do a better job. This is 
really going to be a game changer, not just for you, but for your clients as well. And there is a balance that you can find between legal protection and legal design, if I may say so. It's all about getting started. It's all about starting the process with users and keeping them engaged in the loop. If you would like to know more, I also encourage you to listen to episode six, where I'm talking about how to collect users' insights and users' feedbacks. But before you listen to those episodes, I'd like you to start thinking about how you're going to draft your next contract. Are you going to continue drafting contracts in a traditional legalese way? Or are you going to start more of the contract users in order to ensure that the language being used and potentially the visuals being used are actually going to enhance clarity for them? It's all about changing perspective, putting yourself in their shoes. And the best way to put yourself in their shoes is to actually go and meet them, at least virtually if you can meet them in person, and connect with them to understand who they are and what do they need to know in order to take the anticipated actions so you can ensure maximum outcomes for your client or for yourself. I have no doubt once you get started, you're going to be able to find and create your own niche expertise. And in fact, there are countless examples of legal design contracts. So many are being released every single week on LinkedIn. If you would like to take a look, all you need to do is go on LinkedIn, use the hashtag legal design, and you will see a couple of them. You will see some extremely creative, some are a bit more conservative, yet they provide for a better way to present the information that is not just easier to read, but also visually much more appealing. And by the way, legal design for contracts is also a great way for you to brand yourself to actually showcase your work in a way that is standing out. Many legal designers are actually using that as a strategy in order to drive more attention for their company. Whether they do legal design consultancy or they are lawyers practicing legal design, it's also a great promotional and marketing strategy. So now that you know all of the benefits of using legal design for contracts, and that is really about enhancing clarity by making sure contract users will understand and also because they will read. Now you also know that by doing so, you can create your own niche and by creating your own niche, you can stand out and be different from other competitors and mostly help your clients achieve their outcomes better by making sure that the contract is not just gonna record rights and responsibilities, but is actually ensure the achievements of the outcome that are expected from the contract. And this is another strategy that you will need to implement to make sure right at the beginning, when you draft a contract, whether you draft for yourself or for a client, that you actually hold a session where you define what is the objective being pursued. This is also so critical. We tend to jump to conclusions too fast. Draft contracts thinking, what's the outcome? Don't take nothing for granted. Don't make any assumptions. Really make sure to understand what is your client trying to pursue here? Or if you're drafting for yourself, what is your objective? And even before engaging users, this is what you need to do. 
If you'd like to know more, make sure to follow us at Lego Queries. You can follow us on the social medias, but also subscribe to the newsletter to receive our weekly Lego Design Insight. And if you would like to learn more, we are about to open the Academy for Enrollment. And this is where you get to access the templates, the tools and the frameworks we have developed to help you get started to do great legal design right from the start. If you find this episode useful, make sure to share it with a colleague or a friend and also to subscribe so you are notified when the next episodes are released. It's been a pleasure to be with you on this podcast. I'm really appreciative of the time you take to listen to the episodes. Well, as always, stay creative. I'll see you on the next episode.